0: Last Sunday, I, I opened up this series with my testimony, and a lot of you guys heard that. In that testimony, I shared um, details on our infertility journey, and I shared some old stuff that you guys were aware of already, but I also shared um, some new stuff that you guys hadn't heard before. Last Sunday, I talked to you guys about faithless and hopeless moments that my husband and I experienced through our journey. And how some of these moments left me with with questions, with strong questions for God. I sincerely hope that last weekend you were able to understand the context that I gave you guys. I sincerely hope that it resonated. And I sincerely hope that what I share with you guys today goes beyond Sunday. But I hope that it goes into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on and so forth. Amen? Amen. Now, last weekend we ended on a cliffhanger. Right? I didn't necessarily give you guys a response. And I didn't necessarily give you guys like an ending to that message. But isn't life like that sometimes? Isn't life like that sometimes? We come with with wonder, we come with questions, we come with a desire to understand something that we have to ask God. And sometimes we don't get the resolution, the answers, or the response instantly. Today, I want us to to understand God's heart or try to understand God's heart. Because understanding God's heart sometimes doesn't happen from one day to the next. Sometimes you have to dedicate yourself to that. You have to dig in, you have to hold on, you have to cling on. Because sometimes in the journey towards understanding God's heart, things happen that for some Reason get you to to, to slip that grip that you have But today hopefully we can move towards that. Amen Amen. So this series is called sovereign. Can you turn to your neighbor and say "Sovereign"? sovereign? Okay, let's pray Jesus I thank you God for this amazing service The amazing service that we've had so far, God. I thank you for the time in worship, Lord. I thank you, God, for just speaking. I thank you for being so kind. Sometimes things aren't easy, God. But just because they're not easy doesn't mean that they're not worth it. That they're not worth talking about. That they're not worth dealing with. That they're not worth overcoming, God. Sometimes life isn't easy, God. But one thing we can count on is that through hardships, through struggles, through happy moments, through celebrations, you are there. You don't only celebrate our victories, God, but you're there sustaining us, Lord, through our tragedies. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Use this message today, God. Open up our hearts. Open up our understandings. Or Our understanding. I'm your vessel, Lord. Use me, God. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you guys give glory to God? Thank you. you. Okay, Okay. so let's read Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew 26, 39. And I'm going to be reading the NLT version. Yeah? So Matthew 26, 39 says, he went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Let's hear Jesus one more time, y'all. My Father, he actually said, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Amen? When I was six or seven years old, my mom had me learn my multiplication tables. She... She wrote them all down in a notebook, and they were separated, you know, separately in tables of multiplication. (laughs) And so she wrote them all out, one through 12, um, because 13, I mean, why do we deal with that one? And beyond, right? So she wrote them all down for me, and she had me memorize them, each one. And it felt like it took months I don't remember, honestly, how long it took for me to remember all of them, but it felt like, I, like it took like at least half a year to memorize the multiplication tables. It was probably a summer, but it felt like a year. <sighs> and you know what? You know which table or which multiplication table I always had a hard time with? And I don't know if you guys can relate to me with, with this one. You probably already know which one I'm talking about. 12. Yeah, come on. 12. That multiplication table of 12, I didn't like it, but I memorized it. But you know what? I didn't like it so much that today I forgot it. (laughs) All I remember is that something times, or 12 times something equals 144. I'll let you guys do the math. What was it, 12? Oh, my God. The last one. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Um... What's interesting about learning the multiplication tables is that I knew that 7 times 7 equaled, say it with me, 49. Let, let's say it again. Just, just pretend that you know, guys. 7 times 7 equals 49. We're all geniuses. So I memorized this, this problem, this 7 times 7, I, I memorized it and I knew that it was right. I memorized all of the multiplication tables, and I knew that they were all right. But, and I I don't know if you guys are with me on this, but I didn't understand why exactly 7 times 7 was 49. I memorized it, and I knew it was right, but I didn't know why. You guys with me? Or did you guys know? One random day, a teacher decided to enlighten us children. And he said, I'm going to teach you guys why this times this is that. And I'm going to use the multiplication of five. So for this, I need a volunteer. Someone with big hands. Pancho. (laughs) Can you come up here? This is not in my notes using Pancho, but I just realized when I got here that I need, I need to hold this microphone and I don't have a third hand. <laughs> so Pancho, this is, this is what the teacher did. Hold out one hand, okay, five. This is how he taught us, now hold with this hand, then one. Okay, count five once. One, two, three, four, five. Now give me two. Count five twice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So five counted twice, or five times two equals 10. Thank you. And so on and so, so forth, he, he went on, right? And as simple as it may be, and maybe you guys understood why seven times seven was 49, but for, for, for me as a kid, knowing why, something I memorized and something I knew was right, knowing how that came to be, was incredible like my seven-year-old mind was blown like I felt like the world got bigger our Christian faith can be a little like that sometimes don't you think we, we memorize verses and we are taught they are the truth but we sometimes don't go into the deeper meaning or the greater understanding of this memorized verse We memorize verses, and we know that they are true, but we don't know why it's true. Today, I want us to go deeper, and I want us to understand and go beyond what we think we know about God's word, about these memorized verses that we have. This bestseller, this Bible, this bestseller, is not 66 steps Towards finding all of life's problems. The Bible is not the ultimate self-help book. But it's more of a workbook that you get to read alongside the ultimate being, which is God. Let's go to Matthew 5, sorry, Matthew 4, verse 5 and 7, 5 through 7. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem. To the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Amen. The reason I'm talking to you guys about the memorized verses thing, the reason I bring that up today is because we sometimes memorize certain verses like Matthew 18:19 for example, which says, "I also tell you this: If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you." If you follow what this verse says, right? And you try to apply it to a situation and the promise that this verse makes doesn't happen, then what can happen to us? And what can happen to the verse is that it now can come into question. And not only the verse, and not only is the verse in question, but God is in question as well. Because God said it. Now what you ask for, not coming to pass, is not your fault, it's not God's fault, and God didn't lie to you. Amen. He didn't lie to you in his word. His word is true, and it will be forever and ever. Amen. Here in this, in this portion is, is where we go beyond memorization. Here when this happens... Is where it's more, it's more than what we think we know. And here the situation is when we truly press in and discover God's heart. So I had this question. What is prayer exactly? And to me, prayer is partnering with God about what's on your heart and aligning it with his heart. Ask God and bring your request to him. If he doesn't answer right away, keep going. But when you're asking, don't solely focus on what you want. Ask him what he wants. What are his plans for your situation? Listen, God, he may intend to give you exactly what you ask for, or he may not. His plan might not align with your plan. And when that happens, when his plan doesn't align with your plan, when you didn't get what you asked for, what are you gonna do then? Mary, Martha, and Lazarus had a a beautiful friendship with Jesus. But when news came to Jesus about Lazarus being sick, he purposely arrived late. Jesus let Lazarus die. Why did he let La- why did Jesus allow Lazarus to die? Why did he get there late? And that was Martha and Mary's question. That was what they were demanding of him. Why did you get here late? You should have been here. If you had been here this wouldn't have happened. But there was a purpose in the delay. Tell your neighbor there's purpose in the delay. Look you guys, Jesus being late had to happen. Jesus not showing up in time and Lazarus dying had to take place. And the reason for that is he had shown his friends, his followers, and his naysayers that while he had shown himself and revealed himself as a healer, it was time to reveal himself as a resurrection. Yeah. Jesus had shown the world that he was a healer. But now the point had come, the time had come for him to show everybody That he was the resurrection. There's purpose in yes. There's purpose in the waiting. And there's purpose in no. But I want to tell you this. There is no prayer that we can pray that is left unanswered. Every prayer that we pray is answered. And that's something I didn't know before. I thought that when I prayed into something and it didn't go or turn out the way that I wanted it to work out. That was a prayer unanswered. And that's not true. Every prayer is answered. We just sometimes don't get the answer that we want or the outcome that we intend to have. I have this quote that I want to share with you guys. It's from uh, a pastor. His name's Rich Wilkerson, Jr. And it says, you don't always get to choose what happens, but you do get to choose how how you respond to the outcome of the circumstance. I want to talk sovereignty with you guys. Let's go to Isaiah. And we're going to go to Isaiah 55 and verses 8 and 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I had a conversation yesterday with a family member. And she asked me this question. And I was really excited for her question because it gave me an opportunity to practice this message on somebody. So um, several years ago, my grandpa was sick with cancer. My grandpa was a very strong man. He was like one of those Mexican, tall men, rancher, ranchero. He, he was a great man. And he was known as a great man. he was respected by our whole entire family and by everyone that he met or met him. And uh, several years ago, he passed away because of cancer. And while I prayed, right, I prayed very, 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 intensely to see him healed because in my mind I thought God if if you heal my grandpa and my family knows it's because of you then you're gonna get the glory all my family that doesn't know you will know you and accept you and and love you and live their lives for you what a great miracle what a great solution right but it didn't play out like that he he passed away I've I've made peace with that in my heart already. But a lot of my family members haven't. And so yesterday, one of them asked me, why do good people have to die? If you prayed for your grandpa, if we all prayed for your grandpa, why did he die? He was such a good person. Why did he have to die? I could hear the hurt in her voice, I can hear the disappointment in her voice. And I told her, look, I might not give you the answer that you want. And and my answer may take some time for you to process. But this is what I said to her. And I said this to her in a very loving way. And I say this today here in a very loving way. There's no insensitivity in this answer. There's no, like, bluntness in this answer, but there's, there's heart in this answer. And my answer to her was, I know that I'm going to see my grandpa again in heaven. I know that I'm going to see him again. I know that I had him in this life, but I also know that this life isn't eternal. This life doesn't, it, it, it's not going to remain This life is going to end. This life is is amazing, right? God gave us this life to enjoy, but it's not forever. We have a greater life ahead of us. We have a greater life in eternity. And I told her sometimes what happens is we lose sight of of earth and eternity, of earth and heaven. And we we become so attached to earth and we forget about heaven. That wasn't easy for me to say to her, and obviously this answer doesn't give comfort all the time, but it's it's the truth. And while I miss my grandpa every single day, and I know my mom misses her dad, I know my aunt misses, she misses her dad, my grandma misses her husband, I have the certainty and I have the hope that I'm going to see him again. And that brings me joy and comfort, because this life isn't forever. I was listening to uh, Christine Kane, and she was talking about um, she had this illness. She, um, she was diagnosed with throat cancer. And I was hearing her speak about it. And one thing that she said that really impacted me, and it, it changed my perspective. She said, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of death, because when I leave this earth, I'm going to be reunited with my God, with my Father in heaven. And this woman said this with such conviction. She wasn't just preaching it because it sounded like what she should be saying. Like, she said it because she believed it. Like, she believed this. And listening to her go on and explain that and explain just her perspective on her situation, on her terminal situation, made me realize and made me think about my questions on that, on my feelings on on that. Last year, I, I asked God so many direct questions, and he didn't give me direct answers to any of my questions. Last weekend, I talked to you guys about these questions. And those are the questions that I asked him directly, and he didn't answer any of them. But he gave me an answer. I was getting ready for church one Sunday morning and I, and I, it was just one of those days where I just happened to ask him again. And as I was getting ready to come here and see you guys, he said to me, I simply want you to trust me. He didn't answer my questions. Or he didn't give me the answers that I thought I wanted to my questions. But he gave me this answer. And he said, I simply want you to trust me. Now trust is not something that we develop or build. Trust is a choice. We either choose to to take the risk and trust or not. We trust that God is good or not. God is good because he is good or is God good because he answers the way we want him to answer? Because trust is a choice, it can get messy we can trust completely one day and the next day be full of doubt. Trust is not something, again, that we have to build, but it's something that we have to choose. And you can choose trust daily. Even if the day before you didn't choose trust, but the following day you can say, I choose, I choose trust today. Does that make sense to you guys? Are you guys with me? Look, I don't know if you guys have had disappointments in life yet. And I'm sorry to break it to you if you haven't. But at some point, you will. I don't know if you've ever wanted to give up on hope, on love, on God himself, on your own life. And again, I'm sorry to break it to you. But at some point, you might feel one of these things. This life that we have here on earth is meant to to enjoy. It's meant to live free. God, God did make it like that, but while he intends every good thing for you, life isn't always going to be unicorn and rainbows, and when the sun stops, stops shining, when the clouds, when the storms rush in, when Satan comes at you with his army to steal from you, to kill and destroy you, what are you going to do? Are you going to throw one of your memorized verses at him? Are you going to throw some practice war tactic at him? My dear believer, if you haven't been listening, if you try and go at this on your own, this enemy is going to devour you. I don't know if you've thought about this, but if you don't know how to roar back with authority, with trust in God with trust in who you are with him, or who you are in him, this enemy is not only going to roar and scare the pants off of you, he's going to come and take over your territory. Are you guys understanding me? If you don't roar at the enemy when he roars at you, if you don't roar with authority and trust that God is with you, that you trust him, that you trust in who, you, in who he made you to be, then when he roars at you, You're done. No memorized verse is going to help you. And I'm sorry if that sounds rough. I don't mean for it to. But you can't do it alone. You can't understand why things happen without God. We need God. We need to trust him. Trust is a choice. Let's go to Matthew 26, 39 again. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. We can relate perfectly with him. At this point, Jesus is saying, God, this is my request. I want you to heal. I want you to give me my life's companion. I don't want another Valentine's Day when I'm alone. This is what my heart desires. This is what it is, God. This is what I want. This is what I'm bringing to you. But, at the same time, I don't know what's best for me. I don't know the outcome. I don't know if what I'm asking you is really going to be the best thing here. I don't know the future. I don't know how to align my path. But what I do know is that I trust you. You know the end result. You see beyond my understanding. And even if it hurts me, let your will be done. This is what Jesus is saying here. This is what I want. But I know you know it all. So I'll let you call it. I'll let you decide. It's your choice. And I trust you. Last year, I asked Jesse this question. I was in a service and he was singing this song and I was sitting in the back and I I couldn't sing this song because I didn't know that, I, I didn't feel like I believed what the song was saying. I didn't believe it. And so later that night, we had a meeting. And I took the opportunity to ask our worship leader this very important question. And I said, Jay, have you ever had a hard time singing something that you don't believe in? And his answer just it, it blew my mind. It, he didn't say it in a profound way. If you know my brother, he's not a man of many words. But the few words he uses count. A lot. And so he wasn't profound in his answer. But his answer was amazing. Thank you for that, by the way. You probably don't even remember. (laughs) But he says, those songs exist. Those songs that we have a hard time singing exist because we have a hard time singing them. And when he said that to me, I took that home. Sometimes it's hard to believe his word. Sometimes it's difficult to praise and sing songs that go against what has happened to us. But we confess anyway. We praise anyway. We put our trust in God through the pain anyway. You didn't move this mountain this time, but that doesn't mean you're not gonna move it again next time. I didn't see your hand in this situation, but that doesn't mean that you're silent forever in my life. And while I didn't see your results here, I'm not gonna go into the next battle faithless and hopeless without trusting you because I have seen you move mountains. You didn't move that one, but you moved that other one. Danny was talking about evidence earlier. And I believe we all have evidence. We have evidence for God failing us. And we have evidence for God sustaining us and giving us victory. But God never fails us. We may feel like he fails us. Because we don't know his heart. Because we don't know why he did what he did. And we feel disappointed by the outcome of things, but we trust anyway. He is sovereign. Can you say that? He is sovereign. He knows what he is doing. And if I'm in his hands, I'm going to be okay. If he's in control of the situation, then I know it's going to work out. God is good. And I'm going to put my trust in him anyway. For this series, God gave me two questions for you guys. The next question, the final question, I'm going to ask you guys next week. And we're going to end this series with that. But today, as we finish this part one of Sovereign, God has a question for you. God is asking you, do you trust me? God wants to know today, if you trust him, do you trust me? I don't know what your situation has been in the past, but today and tomorrow, do you trust him? Do you trust him to work it out for you? Do you trust him to fix what you feel is a big mess in your life? Do you trust him? Do you trust him for that new home? Do you trust him for that raise? Do you trust him for the healing? Do you trust him for the breakthrough? Do you you trust him with your finances? Do you trust God with your heart? Do you trust me is what God is asking you today. And I want you to really consider that question. I want you to consider that question right now. And if you need more time, consider it for as long as you need. But consider the question. today's message. For more information about Grace and Love, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Grace Love Church. Make sure you check us out again next week. Thanks again, and God bless you.